Welcome back to the Hitched as Kids podcast. I'm Gage. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode two. And we wanted to just kind of take a minute to thank everybody who listened to our first podcast. Yeah, we had quite a few people reach out to us. And so we just wanted to say thank you for all the positive feedback that we've gotten so far. I didn't definitely didn't expect it. No. And that I think that was it was it was cool. It was cool for us knowing that there's actually people who might listen to it yeah and because we didn't expect anyone was going to listen to it no not really but yeah so far feedback has been good about it so so here we are again for a second episode and uh we record this on sunday so valentine's day was this last week on wednesday thursday thursday yeah thursday and what did we do for valentine's day we did absolutely nothing yeah Yeah, we're not real big on Valentine's Day. We never really have been. No, even when we were teenagers, we didn't really do anything at all. No, I I think I might have taken you to dinner once or twice, maybe. Yeah, we never really bought each other gifts or anything. That just wasn't our style. And, like, I understand that for some people, Valentine's Day is is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have to be about couples. It can be about like friends, friends, family, showing people you love them and everything. But for us, we just kind of see it as we can do that at any time. Yeah. And we usually try to, and that's the thing is we don't, we didn't really do anything different, even back in high school, different than what we did any other day. Yeah, like, we've never really been the couple that needs a holiday to force us to say I love you, I guess. Right. I mean, not not forced, but, like, it's it's just an overly commercialized holiday to Yeah, me. it's just a cash grab. It's just so that way people can make money. Yeah. Like, and, and it works, because I'm sure... A lot of money is spent on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. It's like... A lot of babies are made. <laughs> I was made. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was... And that's the other thing, too, is, like, um, you're real big on, like, love languages. Yeah. So, if you guys have never heard of the five love languages, I'll kind of give a quick summary. Um, there is a book by Gary Chapman... And it's called The Five Love Languages, but you don't even necessarily have to read the book. You can just go to his website. um, What's his website? Just 5lovelanguages.com. Oh, okay. Um, And you can take a test that tells you what, like, how you give and receive love. And everybody gives and receives love differently. So what might work for one person might be totally different than another. So we have taken this test a couple of times. Multiple times. The first time we actually took it was in high school in the adult roles class. It was. And that was like when you kind of got like that you started like thinking about that a lot. Because I think at the time when we learned it, like we were together and like everything was okay, but there was still like this weird gray area of like a kind of a misunderstood of like how to give love to your partner versus how you prefer to receive it. And that's a really weird thing to kind of, like, think about. Yeah. It sounds dumb. Like, the five love languages, it sounds dumb. Trust me, guys. I'm totally against, like, all that stuff. I don't really believe in any of the, what is the little signs, the little Greek signs things, whatever that is, the months you're born in. 
Oh, the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe in any of that shit. Yeah. And so, like, these five love languages, it just sounds kind of like, eh. But, like, when you actually do it, it makes a ton of sense. It does make a lot of sense because when you really think about it, I mean, it can even come down to family members, too. Some people give give love differently than others and receive it differently. And what might be meaningful to one person can be totally different for another. Right. And that was a big, big communication problem that you and I had early on in our relationship. Right. Because yours was completely different than mine. Right. Mine was uh, was touch, right? Yeah, yours was physical touch. And this, this is back when we were 17, 18, however old we were. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let me back up a little bit. So there, the five love languages are um, quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, words of affirmation, or physical touch. Right. And just to give some clarity, um, physical touch does not necessarily need to be sexual. It can be something as simple as holding hands or giving a hug, hug, something along those lines. And receiving gifts doesn't necessarily have to be materialistic. It Mm. can be something as simple as leaving a note in your spouse's lunch bag or something you know just something thoughtful behind the gift right and so when we were in high school mine was touch because and yours was not and i remember like i always wanted to like hold your hand in the in the hallway and like give you hug and maybe kiss on the cheek or just kiss you between classes or whatever like that and you were like no and for me like early on like that was that was weird. Like my family's just one of the like one of those families. Like yeah, we grew you, up. In- you you hug and kiss your aunts and uncles and your grandparents and your parents and like you know I still kiss my mom. Yes, yeah. I I do. I will probably forever. It's just the way it is. But and, that's the family dynamic that you grew up in. Right. Whereas for me, my family was the exact opposite. Completely. If you are my family and you're listening to this. You probably think it's absolutely disgusting that Gage still kisses his mom. <laughs> but, like, our family... There's a lot of people who think that's weird. Yeah. Because I hear it all the time. And people are like, just, that's just weird. But it's not to me. Yeah, because you grew up that way. Right. And it, it's not it's not weird because it's not anything sexual. It's just obviously, like, it's my mom. Like, that's yeah. just, just kind of how it's always been. So, um, you know... For you not being like that, it was like hard for me at first because like I thought that like, oh, she must not love me as much as I love her. Yeah. Which is not true, but you just took it differently than I did. Oh, yeah. And physical touch was like very last on my list and it still is, but it it just wasn't something I have ever really been comfortable with. Yeah. And what never... was yours? Yours was... Mine was receiving gifts at that time. Right. And that's the thing is it has changed for the both of us. It's changed. Yeah. It's, it's changed for you a few times and it's changed for me. We took the test multiple times, like I said earlier. And the second time we took it, we were... I think we were living in Denver at that time. I think so. Um. So we were around 18, 19... And yours had kind of stayed the same, but mine had completely changed. Mm -hmm. Mine changed to acts of service. Right. So that was more like if I came home from work and dinner was made or you vacuuming or something without asking. There was a, there was a time too during that period where like 
you were having the same issue that I kind of had early on with how, yeah. like, you didn't want to, like, hold hands and stuff, how it bothered me. It bothered you that I wasn't, like, you and know. You chipping in and Yeah, or, or, or not so much that. Like, you wanted me to write notes for you. And, like, remember, like, you wanted, you wanted those little, those little extra things for a while. And I was, like, trying to re- remind myself to do it, but I never could. I just always forgot. Remember that? No. I do. Because I wrote it in my phone. And it's still in my phone. Really? Yeah. It, it, yeah. No, I was I actually going through my notes the other day and it was still there. I don't remember that. Because I, like, I was like, God damn, I got to do something nice. She's going to be pissed. And then I, I would try. And I usually would do it a couple times. But it was just so, it was like hard for me because I was, I wasn't. It's really hard to do those kind of things when like I hate those. I don't like those things being done to me. You know what I mean? But that's how giving yeah. and receiving love is different. Right. Exactly. Because you would give it a different way than I would. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that your way was wrong. It just wasn't right for me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And if you can hear our dog in the background chewing on her... <laughs> On her bone. She was going all crazy, so we had to give her something. So apologize if you can hear that. Hopefully not. <laughs> She's being really loud. Anyway. Um, so we took it again today. Yeah, this morning, actually. And we are finally, for the first time in our lives, on the, the same, same page. Yeah, we both, it's quality time. Yep, yep. Couldn't really care much about gifts or, you know, I don't need her to like pump me up and tell me I'm the greatest just like just spending time together that's why we, we try to go on trips together we like, do as much as we can together yeah it doesn't matter where we are what we're doing we'll, we'll try as to do it long together. as it's together right and I think it's the it's the easiest one that's for sure because like we live together yeah <laughs> and I think that a lot of that has helped like Moving in together and living together has, like, that's, I think, what helped change it to that. Yes. Um, I kind of think it's a, it can be a maturity of relationship type of thing, too. Mm-hmm. Which, but that being said, like we were saying earlier, when we were talking earlier off the mic, that, like, um, some people's love languages will never change. Like, there is a yeah. maturity aspect to it, but some people's, like, their love language will stay the same yeah. no matter what. And some people's will change over time, and ours definitely has. Right. And so it's been a lot easier for us to, like, give and receive love because now, like, we're the same. But I do, like I said, like, I do remember early on that was difficult. Even was. early, early on, like, when we were – Freshmen, sophomores, around juniors. I mean, junior year was a really hard year for us. And I think part of that was a lot of the reason why was just trying to figure out what I needed to do for you and what you needed to do for me. Because there's a lot of, there's, I mean, there's work involved. If you want, like, a successful, good relationship, like, you have to just get over your shit sometimes. Yeah, and you have and to just work figure it out. You have to work hard at it. It yeah. doesn't come easy. It's not like you just put minimal effort into your relationship and whoop de doo, you're good to go for the rest of your life. Like right. it's a daily effort that we have to put into the relationship. And for the record, it's not always fifty fifty. No. Some days it's ninety ten. Yeah, yeah. And we don't ever hold anything above each other's head. No. Either. No. Like, if there is other things that, like, one of us does for another, 
It's not like I don't do it in it to expect something in return. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't yeah. do something like nice for you that I think that you're really going to like and then expect something in return. Yeah, and vice versa. Like I don't really expect anything in return either. One one thing that you and I have both really become good with is not really having expectations anymore. Like Yeah, yeah, expectation is a recipe for failure. I I don't remember who said that, but I heard I heard re- that somewhere. Recipe for disappointment. Yeah, re- re- yeah, that's what it is. Recipe for disappointment. Like yeah. if an, if you have an expectation, you're just going to be disappointed. Yeah. Especially if you don't communicate the expectation. Like if you're just and up in your And that happens a lot. Yeah, if you're just up in your head thinking, "Well, he should know to do this for me because he needs to read my mind." And we went we went through that big time. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. Cuz like both both of us did it, but I I remember from my perspective like you had like expectations. I don't even remember what they were. I just remember we it was like a it was a time where like there was you had there was a lot of expectations that I didn't know about that like you never communicated with me and then like it and this is all when we were in high school yeah. it might have been just like spending time with you versus friends or like yeah, you would you would you would thing. have an ex- expectation of me to be like hey let's hang out today but instead I would be like hey I'm gonna go with my friends and I'll hang out with you tomorrow and that was an expectation you had and then you would like get mad or whatever. Or even something as stupid as, like, for example, going back to the Valentine's Day thing, if I expected to get something from you every year, I would be disappointed because that's not your style. That's not what you're about. And that's not to paint you in a bad light or anything. I I don't want that either. That's just not my style either. But... It's kind of the, like, expectations versus not having expectations. And not having expectations works for us. Yeah, yeah, big time. Because it's kind of just like, you just go with the flow, you roll with the punches, you just live in, like, the now and just appreciate everything. And then whatever happens after that is kind of just a bonus. So there's yeah, not it's an a expect- surprise. Yeah, it's not an expectation to, like, oh, I expect her to do this and to do that. Because, like, you're just going to be disappointed. And, yeah, sometimes expectations are met. But that's like, what, 5% of the time? Well, and small disclaimer, too. That's not that's not to say, like, oh, just have no standards. Like, I have, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I have standards, but not expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that you will meet the standards that I have. But unless I communicate to you, if I have an expectation, I don't expect you to meet an expectation. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that I think that's what one thing we've gotten really good at is just communicating the expectation of whatever it is. Rather, it's just like you want me to, you know, do something in the yard or clean around the house or whatever. If you don't tell me that, then yeah, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> but because for me, one thing that we've always gone through was like if there's something that needed to be done around the house, a lot of times I just wouldn't even like it would, I'd be oblivious to it. Whereas in my head, and I'm sure there are so <laughs> many couples that can relate to this. It's like if 
if I can see that there's dirty dishes in the sink, he can see it too, right? Like, just do it. I shouldn't have to tell him to do it. Or at least that's how I would think of it in my mind. And I'm sure a lot of other wives, girlfriends, whatever, think that same thing. But men literally only think about one thing at a time. Yeah, like I see, like I'll see the problem. Like I'll see that it's there, but not one, like it. it's different now because I've, wor- I've worked now. on it big time. But like still on certain things, like I'll see it and I'll notice it's there, but it never pops in my head like, oh, I should probably do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. And like you said, I think it's just because like we think of like one thing at a time. It's like that famous thing, the boxes, right? Women yeah. think like you look at a women's brain. We're like a ball like, of yarn and everything connects. Yeah, and guys' brains are like boxes. You only, you only open one box at a time. And I think that's a, that's a lot of a lot of it. And that was a, a big thing too because it was always like I wouldn't do something and then you'd be upset that I didn't do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it right now. Why didn't you say something? Yeah, I would expect you to read my mind and then I would be a martyr and would be resentful towards you because you – weren't just doing it right when i had never even communicated with you in the first place like it's that old time saying if oh how does it go if you don't know that there's a problem how are you supposed to fix it Mm -hmm. right yeah i can't read read minds which to be fair i've gotten really good at doing the dishes every day i do it after every time before it'd be like yeah i'll get it tomorrow I've, I've got you trained. Yeah. Well, now it's because, like, you started voicing a lot more, like, how bad it bugs you and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, yeah. Then I think it's I the way that, no I have voiced it, though. Well, yeah. Instead like, if you're going to come at me sideways, like, I'll, I'll be like, like, I'll do it, but damn. Like, there's, you can either say it in a demeaning, like, you, you're supposed to know this type of attitude I'm going to come off as a nagging wife. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm like, look, I don't feel like I've been supported lately. Can you help me out here? Or I'm feeling very, very overwhelmed. I could really use some help around the house. Mm-hmm. You pretty much just ask me, okay, what do you need done? Yeah. 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 yeah it's when it's put like that, it's just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that makes sense. But you know, when, when it, that comes at me negative, like everyone gets defensive. Like, er, like most, okay. Most people, I don't want to say everyone, but most people get, will get defensive. If, if someone comes at you kind of harsh on something that's that's so petty like that, everyone immediately puts their boxing gloves up. They're like, okay, wait a minute. You don't. And then, and then that's when like fights start happening. It's like, oh, well you don't do this when you're supposed, like when, when you say you're going to or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it comes to attacking and accusing. Because that, that's just, you just will get defensive if the other person gets defensive. Right. And that was a one thing that we, that it took us a while to learn, probably what, three years to learn in high school was like yeah, knowing sure. how to bring something up to the other person if it's bothering them. Because, yeah, we used to just kind of just lash out on each other. Well, and part of that is, a, part of that's maturity, Maturity, too, 100%. Because when you're, when you're young and you're a teenager, the world revolves around yourself. Right. Like, you're not really, I feel like teenagers don't always have the emotional intelligence to picture themselves in another person's shoes fully. 
Whereas mm-hmm. when you're an adult, you can kind of think to yourself, oh, well, most adults anyway. Yeah, most adults. <laughs> there are still some that can say like, oh, I understand how my spouse feels not being supported. So I'm going to do everything I can so that my spouse doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but like when you're when you're young and in high school, it's not it's not exactly that way. No, you're kind of like, well, well, he's not supporting me, so I need to lash out at him. Right. And then and then high school friends don't help either. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Friend, and that's and that's a big thing is like when you, when you date all through high school. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone and, and your friends do, and and that's fair. That that's not that's not a problem. But the thing is, is like when you're in high school, like you said, you're you're immature and you're kind of selfish, and like your friends are like everything at that time. Like at yeah. that time, like it's just it's like such a strong bond. Like you never want to be home, no matter how good of like a relationship you have with your family, which I did, fortunately. Like I still never wanted to be home. I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to be with you. Like that's that's what you want. So like other people and friends can make it can make that really difficult. Yeah, especially if there's a disconnect with friends and the person that we're dating. Like we had a big disconnect there for a while and that caused a lot of issues for mm-hmm. both of us on both sides. Right. You were hanging out with people that didn't understand me or us. Right. And I was hanging out with people that didn't understand well, us. Well, when I was hanging out with with the older kids and like the old, the older, the older kids, the older kids, every year older, like June, sophomore, junior year. And I just wanted to keep up, right? Yeah. Like I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be that cool kid well, and I who remember... got to hang out with the older kids. And it, yeah, it, it, it was cool, but like, but influential wise towards us, like not very many people supported it. There was a few, there a was few. one, there was one, one, my best friend, Still to this day, Adrian, he he always supported no matter what. I had plenty of other friends, even our best friends in that same little circle did not support it. And and that's hard. That's really hard when you're a kid because you have you have to you kind of have to choose. And 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 I and I chose and I paid for it because I had to get a different friend group because of it. I remember another big influence for you with that friend group is since they were older. And you, at that time, you didn't have a ton of friends that were in our same grade Mm-mm. or younger. No. So you were trying to get as much time as you could with that older friend group before they graduated. Right. Because I, I thought senior year, I, I was just going to just be like, just me on my own. And that yeah. that's a problem with having friends older. Like, and at the time, I did not understand that. Right. And so I, I spent a ton of time with them yeah, and like neglected you hard for like uh, junior year. Junior year w- was d- difficult. We were both assholes junior year. Well, yeah, that was, that was my, that was my worst year when it came to our relationship was like for a long time, I chose friends over you and we split up a lot junior year. And a lot of times it was just like, you know what? I want to hang out with my friends more anyways right now. Yeah. I remember there were times cause we split up so many times that year there were times that we just wouldn't tell anybody that we had split up. I know, but people would figure out real quick because, like, we had a lot of classes together. And one time we split up and we're like, we're just not going to say anything. That next day we had first period together. Yeah. And so we didn't sit next to each other and, it like, it spread like wildfire. But 
that's that's a really interesting dynamic that I think a lot of a lot of like adults when they date don't really have to go through because like friends will always mm-hmm. be influential always, but high school it, it's it's ruthless. Sometimes. It's different because when you're an adult, you kind of have at least somewhat of an idea of who you are and what your values are and what you stand for, and you try to surround yourself with people who support what you want. Even if they disagree with you, they'll be supportive. Right. Whereas in high school, they're teen- selfish. Teenagers don't know how to do that. No, they're selfish. Like that. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Like you, you're just you're just selfish. And it's not like my friends didn't not like you. They no. all they all liked you. It was just like they just didn't understand us. They were all single for the most part, and it was all like the boys getting together. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna yeah. do this, whatever. And it was always like. Oh yeah, I'll come, but like I might have to leave early or whatever. And it was it, it was it was it was hard. Like that time in my in my life in our relationship was was difficult because there'd be times where like you know, and they liked to party and stuff like that and do crazy things. And I was always there. I just never really fully participated. Yeah, and I didn't. Trust, and you hated that. I didn't trust at that point. Yeah, I had didn't, a really yeah. hard time trusting you because i didn't understand that like you weren't susceptible to peer pressure like every other teenage boy was you know yeah yeah i yeah that's one thing like and i i'm not perfect and i definitely have succumbed to peer pressure before but it's pretty rare like i usually don't care what other people think even like my closest friends like if they are trying to get me to do something that i don't want to do and you know like without you i might have done a lot of stupid things like realistically, like I might have done a lot of dumb things, like party with them, like like, and I did, I had before, I did party them with a few times, especially times like we had split up or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of times, like I'd go to these parties with them, I wouldn't drink, I wouldn't do anything, I was just there just to hang out, just to be part of it because like I knew how bad it bothered you. Yeah. But at the same time, when I was doing that, you weren't believing me, and yeah. that was difficult because it was like I was going to these parties, not really having fun, because everyone else was was drinking and doing all this other fun stuff and I wasn't because of you and then you would be calling me freaking out thinking that I was drunk or doing whatever and there was other girls there and it was never like that yeah that and like I just was never into that scene in high school thank goodness but like it just wasn't my style so I didn't even want to like come with you right. to any of those things right and, and it wasn't really like, the thing is it wasn't even really my style either like i had fun doing it and and like while it, it lasted and everything like that but it, it never felt like i fully fit in it probably a lot of that's probably because they were they were all older and i always was the youngest one and i you know everyone referred to me as like well i think too a part of that is the way you were raised you had a really open communication with your parents which was good whereas a lot of kids in high school especially at that age don't have that kind of open communication so they're doing it behind their parents back and you know they think yeah, my parents Ooh, we're knew, being rebellious. My parents knew every time, like, where I was at, what we were doing, if I was drinking, if I wasn't drinking. And while they didn't necessarily approve of you doing that, they at least knew where you were so that you were safe, right. I guess. 
and they would rather you tell them about it, even if they don't agree, than you go off and do it behind their back. Right. And so that's why, and I think that's why I never really hid anything from them because they always handled it correctly and stuff like that. So in turn, I think that's a big reason why you weren't really into partying that much. And then on your side, your friends just hated me. (laughs) (laughs) Like they never really, well, I guess no, they did try causing some turmoil, but like it, it, it wasn't an issue for a while at least. For the first few years, it wasn't that big of an issue and, I, until junior year. Junior year, yeah. it became more... Like, was, when I say junior year was rough, junior year was rough. I don't think that they, all of them anyway, necessarily hated you. I just think you were really misunderstood because... Well, they were all part of, of the, like, clique. They were the friend group. Like, they were the... Like, the main circle, popular rich kids, most of them uh, anyway, and um, which is fine. I, st- I still like a lot of those people and stuff like that, but um, – and I didn't fit into that at all. Like, it was always like the be nice to everyone's face, talk shit behind everybody's back type yeah. thing. And I was I was nice to your face or talk shit to your face. Like, it didn't really matter, and that was, that was like, hard for them. That was intimidating for them, and – like I said earlier, I don't think they they understood us and our relationship. So anytime that we would split up and I would go cry into them saying like, oh, we broke up again, and I would be hurting, they would get really defensive of me and be like, ooh, we're in the I hate gauge club. Mm-hmm. And then when we would get back together, they wouldn't understand it. They'd right. be like, well... We're supposed to still hate him, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. I always felt that way. Yeah. That it was like, we would split up. They would sometimes do some like hurtful or spiteful things towards yeah. me while we were split up. And then the next day we'd get back together and I'd see them and be like, okay, now you got to be nice to me. And then it was always just awkward. It was like, okay, I know you guys don't like me. You know, I don't really like you. You know, let's just kind of figure like, and that, and, that, and that is hard because I knew how much, well, I, yeah, I knew how much they meant to you. Well, and especially at that time in my life, it wasn't until very recently that I wasn't super susceptible to, like, I'm such a people pleaser that if somebody didn't like you, I would kind of, instead of standing up for you, I'd go along with them Mm -hmm. and like what my friends wanted or what my family would say. And that was a thing that you had to go, that you went through for a while. Well, like I said, it it wasn't until very recently, like probably the last three years or so. And that, that caused a lot of issues, especially early on. Yeah. And I still struggle with it. I still struggle with wanting to like disappoint other people, but I've finally gotten to the point now where I'm like, okay, Am I, am I doing this or saying this because this is actually how I feel or because that's how they feel and I'm trying to please them, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Well, and that was the thing is like when we would split up and your friends were very, you know, vocal as well Yeah. and they weren't afraid to like really hold back their opinion too much unless it was in front of the person's face. So I think like when something would go wrong with us, like your friends would kind of just fester off of it because they were all kind of drama queens a little bit. 
At that time. At yeah. that time. And so it was like they would it would just they would just feed off of it and it would just fuel just negative energy towards me and our relationship. But the thing is, is obviously didn't really work or didn't really matter that much because like it just took us really just one time to talk again before things started kind of moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I think another thing that really, really helped was finally like in senior year getting a friend group that both of us enjoyed hanging around with right and having i still had a couple of friends that were in the previous friend group that actually took the time to get to know you and kind of the same with your friends mm-hmm. like adrian for example the one we talked about earlier he always made an effort to try and kind of get to know me yeah he was whatever. the only one out of really out of that older group that like Really took the time. Now, I will say, none of them said anything bad. None no, of them. no, no, no. None of them ever really said anything bad, but sometimes it'd be like, come on, Gage, like the writing's on the wall. Like, yeah. you know, this happened. Like, come on, dude, whatever. And like, when I would tell certain ones, like, oh, we got back together, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, they didn't cool. understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, and that because was... Because they didn't know me. Right. Well, and that too. was one thing that I had to just kind of deal with because um, I remember the last time we broke up and we got back together... I was uh, riding back with two of my friends from uh, Warp Tour, and it was just miserable for me. Like, yeah. and this was junior going into senior year, so this was in the summer. Yeah, it was the very last time we broke up. And we had been we had been split up for two months. Yeah, it was a while that time. And well, a while for we us. We split up, and like I had just been miserable for that entire two months, and. Um, friends were like oh we're going to warp tour whatever and like for some reason just that week leading up to it like i just couldn't stop thinking about like us and like our relationship and why we were split up and everything like that and i remember went to warp tour didn't really have that good of a time and then when we were driving back i was like okay i'm just gonna just text you and i and i told them i was with two two of the friends and, and i told them i said hey i'm gonna text ashley and one of them was just like why yeah. Like, why don't do that? He's like, you're never going to move on if you do. And I completely understand where he was coming from. Absolutely. Because we had been doing this all year long and he saw it all. He's like, dude, like you guys on, off, on, off. And mm. like, but he, and I get it, but he didn't understand. From the outside looking in, that looks like a really toxic right. situation. And, you and know, at the time it kind of was a little bit. It was. There were definitely toxic moments for sure. Yeah. Um, and there was times where like we, when we did split up that year, it was like, okay, now we, we need to move on. Yeah. Like we need to move on and we kept trying to move on. And that was the thing is like at that time when he was like, dude, like just stop, you know? And the other friend was like, man, you just do, do whatever you want to do. I don't think it's a good idea, but like do whatever you think is right. And uh, to be completely honest, like when we got back together, like that was kind of when I kind of started separating from that friend group a little bit just because I could tell it made them uncomfortable and they were just kind of just like, okay, well, you know, forget him. Like, I'm tired of listening to him bitch and complain about their relationship when they split up just to get back together and it happened again. And I completely understand. I, I do I too. understand, but they didn't understand what love was and they didn't, they didn't believe that we were in love. Yeah. No one be- believed we were in love. No. Your parents did. My parents did. My parents and 100% did. that time was... The time, I think, that they actually called, like, a family meeting. Yeah, that was, and that was, that was yeah, because I was, we were driving back from Warp Tour from, in Salt, from Salt Lake is where we were at. 
And when I text, and I texted my mom first before I texted you, and I said, "Hey, like this is really screwing me up. Like I gotta talk to Ashley. Like I don't know if we're even gonna get back together. I just need to talk to her because like I, I just can't end the way it ended." And my mom's like, "She's like, she all she said. She texts back. She said, call her, tell her this Saturday we." are going to meet at your sister's house because my parents lived in New Harmony and my sister lives in Cedar and Ashley lived in Cedar so it was just easier to do it there. And you and my sister were friends because you guys were on a drill team together. Yeah. And so it just kind of made sense. So they were like, this Saturday we're pick up Ashley. We're going to, we, me and your dad want to talk to you both. And I was like, um, okay. Yeah. And like, I kind of I I felt a little weird about that too. And so I texted you. I said, hey, uh, you don't have to if you don't want to, but my parents said they want to talk to us both tomorrow if you're down. And and so I did. And I did not think you were going to, but you're like, yeah, that's fine. And that was all we said until I came and picked you up. Yeah. And like, I was like shitting my pants the whole time. <laughs> I kind of was too. I was like, I don't even know what's going to happen. And so yeah. like, and even when I got home to my parents, they're like, we'll talk to you on, on Saturday. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this is about. Like, this is weird. Like, this is not normal. This doesn't only happen. So then they sat us down yep. that day and they basically said like, look, you two need to figure your shit out because you're meant to be together. We can see what you guys are. Yeah. Luckily for me, my parents have always been together. They've always loved each other. Always had a good, good marriage, and that's what helped with me having like a good, you know, home life. I, it's, yeah. I'm extremely fortunate because I know I'm like one percent of the population can say that, and so like I was extremely fortunate. So like when they tell me something like that, like I believe them. And they said like you, they they looked at us and they said you love each other, like you know, you, do you remember that? And they're like you yeah. guys love each other, and you can you can try to say you don't, but you do. We can see it. We know yeah. what it is. And they're like, just figure it out, you know, and this is what you guys need to do. You need to communicate better, you know, and like stop all this stuff. And they even brought up friends. They said, stop letting friends influence. Yeah, I remember your mom specifically saying like, stop caring about what your friends think of your relationship. Well, and some more context, by the way, for the people who don't actually know us, uh, my mom was one of our high school's teachers. Oh, yeah. She she was our ceramics teacher in high school that we both had all four years. Yes. And so my mom knew the in on everything. She knew all the friend stuff. She knew it all, which I didn't care if she did or didn't. I was probably going to tell her anyways. That's just kind of the relationship we had. Yeah, but and it just so happened that since she was at the high school a lot, she... She heard everything. She knew everything. Yeah, she knew everything. And so, like, when they said, like, stop letting friends influence stuff like that, like, that was huge for us. And even my sister was there. My sister mm-hmm. was was married, too, at the time. Or still is, sorry. But, like, she she had gotten married by that by that time. Yeah. And she was just, like, she even said, too, she's, like, you, you're both miserable every time you guys split up. And, you know, I just know that Gage would be much happier if you guys just at least talked. And, and, and we did. And that was... That was the last time that we ha- were split up, really, on that day. I mean, because we went to lunch afterwards, and we kind of talked about it. But I remember that being huge, like, having that influence from my parents, which might sound weird to a lot of people, but, man, it was what we needed. Like, really. like. Well, and I think for for both of us, but for me especially, to hear from a couple that had had such a successful marriage for so long i mean how long have your parents been married now oh god i don't know i was i want to say like 35 years 
It, it's definitely over 30. So at that time, they, they were a huge influence for me. I looked up to them a lot, and I still do. Yeah, me too. And that's the thing is there's not a lot of long-lasting, happy, successful marriages. Yeah. So the ones you have to find, even if it is your parents, like you're going to just have to take that and like model what you, what you want after that. Yeah, so to hear that somebody that had been married for so long to say to us at such a young age, hey, we see what you guys are. We see a lot of us in you. Right was huge for us mm-hmm. i think and yeah. we were like oh okay we're not just a high school relationship well that's Somebody what that's sees what, us right and I, I remember like people would tell us that all the time yeah and like and i would try to tell myself like like gage is like we're just in high school i still have like the yeah. rest of my life to find the right one so like just just leave it alone and everyone told me that you know and like i wanted to believe it but it it, the, the, it never went away ever yeah well, and you're, I remember this story that your parents say a lot, like the day before you left for that warp Tour weekend. It was my dad. Yeah. yeah, you were working on the Bronco with your dad. and. Well, I remember, so we were working on the Bronco. I, it was just off, and I was just like, man, I just, I just can't today. And he's like, no, I, I get it. And like he knew what, what, what I was going through, and I got it. And we walked in the house. And it was the day before I went on that trip, and he was just like, he's like, so what's up? I was like, dude, I just, I just I'm just not happy. Like, I'm just miserable, I don't, and I don't know why. And he looked at me, he said, you don't know why? <laughs> I was, and I, I didn't even think about it, completely, completely honest, because we'd been yeah. split up for two months. So it was like, I just filled my brain with other thoughts. And he was like, you don't know why? He's like, are you serious? He was like, you know why. And, and I didn't want to hear it. No. And I was like, no, dad. I was like, dad, that's not why. And he was like, he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, you're right. He's like, yeah, that's that's not why. And then, I mean, he was totally right because on the way back from the Warped Tour trip, I was like, I just have to, I have to text her. Like, it's killing me. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of influence, like, a lot of positive and negative influences that we had to go through with, which I'm sure most people dating in high school do go through. And I'm sure that's why a lot of them don't end up successful yeah well and that can happen even in adult life too right but it it, it was huge that day that my parents said wait like they just told us like you guys need to talk to each other like you guys need each other like not your friends or your influence from them or anybody else like talk to each other and when we got back together again like i said like i i changed friend groups pretty much because it was Partly me as well, along with them, of just kind of getting over it, number yeah. one. And number two, like, it was just, I had I had to realize that, you know, maybe not every relationship is meant to last, but I knew that one, the one with me and you needed to. And I knew whoever would, like, really did want to be my friend stuck around. Right. And there, there are some who did stick around. Yeah. And, but luckily, like you said, senior year, we both got on the same page with friends, which was great well and i completely changed my approach too as to how i communicated with you too Mm -hmm. like i i remember instead of just getting totally resentful and expecting you to know before i even told you if there was a problem i just told you if there was a problem or like if i was feeling a certain way or if something hurt my feelings i would just 
tell you. Right. And you wouldn't, like, get mad or no, come I, at me. I like, wouldn't accuse you of being right. a bad person or a bad boyfriend anymore. Well, I think that was, the, that was like, what changed was senior year. Like, we figured out how to communicate. And, and that was a big reason why we stopped texting as well. Yeah. Was just, like, being able to communicate more thoroughly and how we were feeling. And, you know, and even after we got back together uh, that, that last time, there were still a little bit of rocky points leading up to, leading up to senior year, which we'll leave for another day. Yeah. We'll yeah. leave that story for another day. That old story will probably come way later. I would think. I don't even know which one you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> we'll t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Okay. But they all kind of just muddy together. I know it's really so hard. Long, yeah, you know? yeah. There's and by the way, there's gonna be no timeline on on stories. It's not like, we're, and I think I said this in the first episode. We're not starting yeah. from the beginning, going to the end, just because there's so much. There's so much. We just kind of just talk whatever comes. Like I didn't even know we were gonna talk about that right there, but I'm glad we did because it's cool to think about. Because that day was so big when when we yeah. when my parents met with us. It was like, okay, this, I was like, we got to shit or get off the pot. Like, like we're either staying together or we're not. Well, and and that, re- that was the thing, that yeah. That was the time. Yeah, we went, when we went to lunch, yeah. <laughs> we went to lunch and we were like, hey, are we doing this or are we not? Like, we got to figure it out right now. And like, we said, this is the last time we're ever going to get together no matter what happens. Yeah. And, like, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll put every effort we can. We'll work on everything we can. But, like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work because... Then we'll move on. Because junior year was rough, man. Junior, it like, was. It was good. And all the things that happened needed to happen. I think a big reason why junior year was so rough, one, because everybody always told both of us that, like, junior year will be your worst year of your life. Period. And it was. But also, I think, like, we were trying to figure out who we were as people. As people. Yeah, yeah. Because you're still trying to figure, you're still trying to find, like, who you are, who you're going to be in life. Yeah. That's the year that you start, you start, like, making plans with what you want to do in your future, what you start thinking about where you want to go to college, what you want to do as a career, and you're just trying to gain some independence, and we were trying to do that together. Together. And so it's hard to get independence when you have someone strapped to your side all the time. Yeah. And that is hard. Yeah, it was hard. And we had to go through the ropes and figure out like what we wanted for ourselves and what we wanted for each other. Right. Yeah. And I think... All like all the things that we did endure and go through. There's a there's probably a lot of other things too we're leaving out that I'm sure will come up later just in conversation. Yeah. You know, because like every time we split up, it was like open season on you for like all the guys around. It I, I heard it every time. And every time I heard it. it was just like it was just like Ashley single, like get out there with well, your binoculars. And that's what's so funny is like. Whenever people would pursue me, I felt like I had to flaunt it to, like, get back in your face. And you did. And I did, but inside, I wanted nothing to do with them. Like, I never actually liked any of them, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Right. 
and I don't I don't even know like you just most... used him you just used him for like back tickles and stuff in class oh god <laughs> I hope he's not listening oh I guarantee you he is <laughs> I guarantee you he is. We'll see if I get a Twitter DM later. Oh my gosh. No, I'm just joking. I'm I'm just playing. But 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 really that's what it was. And the thing is for guys it's not like that. It's not like that. When guys break up I mean I guess it can be. It can be. It can be. But like not for me. But I think just cuz like oh I was I was Gage. Like oh that that's Gage. And like Gage was Mrs. Gonzalez's son and Ashley's boyfriend. That's and and that's pretty much what I was like, and the school therapist. I, uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess, but like, so I think it was just kind of weird. And you were, you know, you were, you were on Moitawa on the drill team, and you were captain, and you're pretty, and you're friends with all pretty people, and yada yada yada, and just a girl like boys in high school are horny little things, so they're just going after anything that moves. So it was always weird, like, going in classes. Like, you just have, like, these group of guys around you. And it's just like, okay, I get it, right? Like, she's more sought after than I am. Okay. But I never really, like, I would maybe go on one date. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Like, it wouldn't even be considered a date because I wouldn't even kiss him at the end because I did not care. Right. I was literally just doing a lot of that so that you knew I was trying to move on, I guess. Well, I did stuff like that, too. And you did it, too. I did stuff like that, too. Yeah. And part of that is maturity, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, and that was the other thing, too, is, like, when, if we would hook up with other people, and by hook up, we do not mean sex, by the way. Like, no, no, we no. We mean just, like making out with somebody like that's what it was in high school is hooking up and um yeah when you're from small town cedar city utah but when we would quote unquote hook up with other people while we were split up for me i don't know about you but for me it just felt wrong yeah it felt like kissing my sister (laughs) like it just weird like and like i i only i think i only did two or three times throughout the entire four years of high school of us splitting up, but what are you saying? I think you're forgetting a few. Probably. No. No. I mean, I, we're um, not saying any names, by the unless, way. Unless you uh, were, well, there were a couple that you, I don't think you actually kissed, but you just would like hang out with a lot to "Quote unquote," try to move. I don't on. see. I don't. I can't remember for the life of me. I can remember. I can remember two for sure. For sure. For sure. And then the one at the bonfire. You remember that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it didn't really matter because every time it was just forcing it because it was like, oh, you know, like yeah, I can, you know, I can get like, I can get another girl. Like, it's not a problem. But every yeah. time it was just like, what am I doing? Like this just feels weird. What's the point? Yeah, and it was like there was nothing there every single time. And that was the other big reason, too, why I knew that, like, shit, I better just call Ashley because, like, this just feels weird. Well, and there was no comparison. No. And I think that's, like, that was what helped learn early on, too, that, like, we were meant to, like, just kind of just be together. Because it just, yeah, 
And that was that was so frustrating too. It's like no one understood. No one really thought it was real. No, a lot of people just assumed that we were getting back together because it felt safe. Yeah, and it was just like what we were used to. And there's part of that, like, it, yeah, like... There might be a little bit of truth to that, but for the most part, it was just because there was not even a little bit of the same chemistry with anybody else. Yeah, well, and just like that we did click really well, not in like... And just, like, in a friendship way, too. Yeah, we had such a good connection. And, like, whenever we would break up, I would miss, like, not just the romantic side of you, but I would miss having my best friend. Like, you were my best friend Mm -hmm. and still are. Right. And your family, I I was losing your family. I think that was a big reason why my parents even got us together for that talk in the first place was more just like, ah, we really like Ashley, so Gage better not screw this up. (laughs) it's possible i i think so i mean it it worked out like yeah it ended in a marriage yeah it all worked out and we'll see where our marriage goes from here you know who knows how long we'll be doing this podcast maybe the podcast will be like chapter two of our life yeah it could be and it just kind of just go from there which i think would be a cool dynamic and that's why i'm really excited about the podcast is just it's kind of like writing a book in a way i was thinking about this like because someone, someone did tell me, like, yeah, you guys should write a book. And I was like, well, I think that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, without writing it. We're telling a story without like, writing it. Like, it's going to be out there. And this way, like, it's free. Anyone can listen to it. Yeah. You know, and... That's a good point. Yeah, that, like, it's getting our story out there, whether people want to listen to it or not. Like, it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. And so, I'm... Um, and hopefully it can help somebody, like... If it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're not mar- we're not marriage. We're counselors. not marriage counselors by any means, but I feel like what we talk about, even though it's a unique story, I feel like a lot of people can relate, relate. to the general issues mm-hmm. that we went through. Right. Well, and just like how we got through them, and why, and some of the changes that we were forced to make. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that was good. Yeah. We made it almost an hour. I figured it, I mean, right? That's good. Yeah. That. I mean, last week we said at least 30 minutes. So. Yeah. Well, okay. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, again, we're on Apple Podcast, right? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Spotify. And pretty um, much any other app that has cast in it. Yeah, we're on like pretty much every Google podcast Google app. podcast, or you can go to like our direct domain, which is anchor.fm slash hitched as kids. That's like that's where we upload the audio, and then from there it goes out to everywhere else. So like if you can't go anywhere else, you can just go there, and it'll it'll be there, and you can listen to it and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can download the Anchor app and listen to podcasts on there. Um. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or tips, you can email us at hitchedaskids at gmail.com. And is that everything? Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, um, apparently reviews are good according to the podcast world. So if you are on Apple Podcasts and you like your the podcast, leave us a review. Leave us a review. Five stars only. <laughs> Five stars only. We're, we don't need none of that four-star bullshit. 
five stars or get out. <laughs> I mean, we could appreciate it. I mean, it, it's cool seeing like the numbers and the, and the feedback again, like we said in the first, in the beginning of the episode, like it, it, it's, it's, it's cool. And the feedback gives us motivation and we're glad there's people who out there hear it. So if you write us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. If not, just enjoy the show. Yeah. So thank you guys, everyone so much for listening again. We'll be back on next Monday so you can catch us then. Have a good night, guys, or day, or afternoon. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.